Welcome back to the latest in the know episode of Chasing Dramas, where we talk about the latest in Chinese entertainment news. We're your hosts for today, Kathy and Karen. I am so excited for this episode because we are finally chatting about the fourth season of Sisters Who Makes Wave or Chengfeng Arling Arasan. We talked really briefly about season three last year, but I want to dedicate a whole episode to this season of Sisters Who Make Waves because it includes one of my all-time favorite actresses. We would love to hear your thoughts on Sisters Who Make Waves, so please reach out to us on our social media or else email us directly at Kathy at ChasingDramas.com. This podcast is in English with certain phrases and proper nouns spoken in Mandarin Chinese. And now, on to the show. The premise of Sisters Who Make Waves, which is produced by Hunan Television or Mango TV, is that we have 30 or so female stars over 30 or late 20s into 30s and over with different backgrounds compete in this reality singing and dancing competition to form an all new girl group. I personally don't like the term girl group because these are not girls, but I don't know if there's a good English equivalent. In Chinese, it's called cheng tuan or literally creating a group. This show is all about bringing together women who already have had a career and have a competition to form this group. And the emphasis here is that they are not young. The age range, like I mentioned, is in the late 20s upwards to even their 50s. The whole point is that these women are not new faces and that these sisters in Chinese, the original title we'll talk about a little bit later, is that they're older sisters or jie jie. And these jie jie have already been in the entertainment industry and this is their chance to either regain some eyeballs or else just to have another fun experience. Each week, these ladies perform in different groups to sing and dance to compete for the best performance. There is a panel of judges who will weigh in on the performances, but after each performance, the live audience will vote and then viewers online and on TV can vote as well. The ladies with the lowest votes are eliminated. Pretty straightforward. After the final group is created, they go on tour for a year, but... To be honest, the touring part isn't as important as a competition since that is what most people watch and care about. This is the fourth season of this show and each year has a new catch to bring in viewers with their stars. This year we have some very famous Chinese women whom we'll talk about, but we also get a slew of international stars as well, which has been quite a spicy mix. So before we get started on introducing our participants, there's a funny tangent on the name of the show. This is the fourth season. And in the first season, the full name in Chinese was or literally older sisters who ride wind and break waves. By the third season, the name changed to 2022. So the idiom of Chengfeng Polang itself, which translates directly to ride wind and break waves. Then now the name is just Chengfeng Arling Arasan or Chengfeng 2023, which literally now just means ride 
wind. Do you see like the names got shorter and shorter? <laughs> Apparently, what's super funny is that the government, the Chinese government was like, eh, we don't want to discriminate gender. So we'll just remove the whole jie jie or older sister from the name. Hence, cheng feng polang, which is just ride wind and break waves. But now it's reduced to just cheng feng, or as I mentioned, ride waves, because I think this consensus hunch is that the word lang was deemed a no-no by the censors as well. Lang means waves, but also has kind of the connotation of a more frivolous and different and self-inflated person. So like kind of negative. It also doesn't help that people call the contestants as langjie, or basically like a frivolous, self-inflated sister. That I can see as being construed as slightly misogynistic of a name. So I guess the censors were like, no, we don't want to have that connotation for the ladies. We are going to make the show something now as nondescript as possible. So just chengfeng or ride wind. <laughs> There's nothing offensive about that, right? And what I'll say, what I think is so funny, though, is, yes, I just said Langjie kind of has like sort of a negative connotation. But if used correctly, you get rid of the negative connotation. And Langjie just means I'm a very self-confident woman. So, you know, <laughs> um, maybe the government has a different view on it. But the masses certainly really enjoy calling all of these contestants Langjie. Well, that's how we now have only Chengfeng Arling Arsan. The joke is that for next year, if the censors continue, it'll just be called Feng or Wind. So we'll even just remove the ride part. Also, like, why can't we call it Chengfeng Si or Chengfeng Four? Well, four in Chinese is a pretty unlucky number because it sounds like death. So that's kind of why we have Chengfeng Arling Arsan, or you just have Chengfeng 2023. As I mentioned, it doesn't really matter because everyone online still calls it Langjie. <laughs> and before we introduce the ladies for this season, let me take a moment to explain why this show has been so popular or it has made it to the fourth season and then also spun off into the guy version of this. It's because in this show, the ladies get to showcase many of their unseen skills on stage and because mango tv is such a popular platform they do reality shows very well this allows these ladies much more exposure than they might have had otherwise you could say that most of the ladies on here uh, especially in the first two seasons or, or i would say for the first season weren't very popular and so being on the show gave them a ton of exposure in my opinion, season one and season three were probably the most well-received from what I have seen. And for some of these ladies, this uh, attendance to or being a part of Sister Who Makes Ways has either skyrocketed their careers or else did a complete revitalization. Those that have experienced much more popularity on the show include ladies such as Meng Jia, Jin Chen, Lisa Danny. I could go on. Because on this show, we even have Huan Bi from Jin Huan Chuan or Empresses in the Palace participate in season one. And I saw her play uh, piano. She's great at singing. She's great at dancing. All of these skills that you don't see on screen because maybe the role doesn't call for it. But Honestly, I'm going to say this so many times in this episode. I was like, damn, these ladies are so talented and beautiful. 
I personally uh, watch a lot of the performances or repeat watch a lot of the performances, especially from season one and three, because A, they are beautifully produced, like this, uh, the costumes and the sets are just wonderful. And B, the ladies absolutely kill it. Last year's Wang Xingling was the breakout hit that completely reinvigorated her career. As people remember, oh, she's actually a very talented singer. And now she's holding concerts everywhere and doing a lot of advertisements. So this show is prime for ladies who have had careers but maybe weren't uh, doing so well or just needed another uh, opportunity to get more exposure and to re-enter everyone's field of view. I do find it interesting that people have enjoyed watching these more seasoned ladies in the entertainment industry because there is a level of maturity that these ladies bring uh, that the younger women just don't have. And it's more refreshing to watch or at least more palatable for a broader audience. For me, I'm like, dang, these ladies range from their 30s to their 50s and they all look absolutely stunning. They are an absolute inspiration to me that I can look this good when I'm their age. And so I'm like, oh, if they can do it, why not me? Sure, you could say a lot about the competition, uh, that it is a popularity contest. And I do lament the fact that some ladies don't get the fairest chance to showcase their skills because they don't have a healthy built-in fan base to help vote. But there are breakouts, which I guess is what people are hoping to become. And even if they don't survive past even the first round, these ladies get at least some interest from just the sheer popularity of the show, so it's not all gone to waste. With all of that background, let's turn to season four. This season started airing on May 5th, so we are still in the beginning phases. The first week's episodes were an introduction to all of the ladies in which they met and then all did a solo performance. They are then selected or were selected into groups from the leaders of the solo performance. The second week's was their first group performance. Season four has been very interesting because they have added many more international ladies in the original list of contestants. You have now ladies from Japan and Thailand, etc. Last season, we had Jessica from the Korean girl group SNSD or Girls' Generation on, and she was Cindy Wong's biggest competition. We're going to introduce all of the ladies in this season. Some we're going to have much more commentary on because we've watched them growing up, while others we don't really know, but we'll provide a brief background. So let's start out with our favorites for the season. Number one is... Chen Jiahua or Ella. She is the member of the OG, original Taiwanese girl group, SHE. The 41-year-old became a member of SHE as the E, known as Ella, way back in the early 2000s and has had so, so, so many smash hits. SHE was so popular. Kathy and I listened to them all growing up and they had songs such as Superstar, Ring, Ring, Ring. (laughs) 
And also, Ella was in a couple of dramas, particularly uh, Hanakimi with Wu Zun back in 2006, and that was really fun. And, you know, those songs from that uh, drama I listen to constantly. Uh, Ella, she definitely is one of the most recognizable singers on for this season, season four. And in her first group performance, it is so easy to see that she is like, yep, I've done this a million times. She just owns the stage. Fun fact, if we're, if Kathy and I are on, on long drives, we will just be banging out to SHE if we're thinking like, we need to have a throwback to old, you know, 2000s era Chinese music or Taiwanese music. And SHE is always in rotation. Xiena is next. One of the most recognizable women in China, the 42-year-old was once the star host on Hunan Television and was a longtime MC of the standard Saturday night show Happy Camp or Kuala Dabanying for many years until that show ended unceremoniously, I might add, in 2021. How popular or recognizable is Xiena? She has over 100 million followers on Weibo and is one of the top five, uh, or if not top two, uh, most followed individuals on Weibo. She actually emceed the first season of Sister Who Make Waves, but since then, her star power has significantly dimmed due to some bad publicity, and she's definitely using this as a platform to regain favor with audiences. She is one of the ladies to look uh, to as the encyclopedia of a who's who in the Chinese entertainment industry because she has met almost everyone. Xiena actually does have some very popular songs, but I wouldn't call her a great singer or dancer. I mean, she has some singing and dancing chops, so she is not obviously a professional in that space. She tries very, very hard, but it comes off, you know, as that is that she's just trying hard, though she certainly is not as comfortable on stage uh, from a singing and dancing perspective as perhaps Ella from SHE. Next up, we have Tai Shaofen or Ada Choi. She is our beloved empress from Empresses in the Palace, the 49-year-old actress can you guys believe it? She's 49 turning 50 this year. My goodness, she looks great. Well, she has finally made it to Sister Who Makes Waves. And she, Ada, that is, has been in the industry for over 30 years. And I think everybody has been so excited for her to be on this show. With Empresses in the Palace, she really skyrocketed to another round of stardom with her turn as the Empress. And in the past decade, everyone has memed her role to death. On a personal side, everybody has admired her marriage with Zhang Jin, in which they have three beautiful children. And everyone also loves her heavily accented Mandarin um, because it's quite funny. Listen to how she says, which is her character in Empresses in the Palace. So kind of completely indiscernible. In China, people now lovingly call her Cha Shaofen versus Cai Shaofen because she just can't pronounce her name properly in Mandarin. If you take a look at one of the first episodes this season, she goes and tries to teach one of the uh, international ladies Mandarin and everyone's like, oh, no. (laughs) 
I mean, it's fine. It's because Tai Shaofen or Ada Choi is from Hong Kong. So her uh, native language is Cantonese. And it's fine. Like, it's just all endearing because everyone just like adores her, you know, Cantonese accent in Mandarin. Um, and after this, she's well, like Kathy and I, when we first saw that she was on the show, uh, we went back and not only watched a few clips of uh, Empresses in the Palace, but also watched a bunch of her reality TV uh, performances on stage for other shows. And she is hilarious. Have you got the chance to watch uh, other air, like other shows that she's on? She is so funny. She self-admits that she has essentially zero dancing and singing skills, which are quite evident. But that doesn't mean she can't make up for it with stage presence. Next up is Jia Jingwen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the actresses that I am so excited about. Jia Jingwen, or Alisa Cha, has been, I kid you not, one of my favorite actresses over the past 20 or so years. And wow, I am dating myself. Karen and I literally grew up watching her in dramas such as Yi Tian Tolongji or Heavenly Sword Dragon Saber, Zhi Zun Hong Yan or The Legend of Wu Mei Niang, and Da Han Tianzi or The Prince of Han Dynasty. I kid you not, honestly, when I say Alisa Cha or Jia Jingwen, this actress here was probably one of the main drivers for my love of Chinese dramas, Chinese books, and Chinese culture. Her portrayal of Zhao Min, the female lead in Heavenly Sword Dragon Saber, had such a profound impact on me that I prompted myself to read the books, watch her dramas, and essentially learn all about Chinese history for the dramas that she acted in. She has gone through quite a lot of ups and downs relationship-wise, but she now has a loving family with three daughters. Professionally, in recent years, she also won the Golden Horse Award for Best Actress in 2021, which is a very prestigious award in Taiwan. So you can say that she's doing great. And she is 48. My goodness, she looks so great. Jia Jingwen is Firmly in the acting camp as her singing and dancing skills are uh, also zero. <laughs> it's quite funny because Jia Jingwen is really good friends with Ella, who we just spoke about. And I think one of them is godparent to another's child. I can't remember which is um, which which way it is. But in the first episode, when they like meet everybody, Jia Jingwen's like, hey, Ella, can I be on your team? And Ella was like, basically, absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot understate how obsessed we were with dadding when growing up. Honestly, like I wish we were her. She was so cool and so beautiful. And to be honest, I think the main reason why we even care about this season is because of Jazzing One. Like the other seasons, we've had actors or actresses in there that, or sorry, actresses that we have enjoyed. And even this season with uh, out Jazzing One, there are people that we know. But it really is because of Jazzing One that we're like, oh, regardless of how great or not great she is, we have to go uh, support her. <laughs> And that really is the pull of this show. Each one has their own kind of like celebrity that they're chasing, and it's great to see them. Moving on is the 44-year-old South Korean actress, Chu Ja-hyun, or in Mandarin, Chiu Tzu-hyun. She became quite famous in China with the 2011 smash hit Home Temptation, or Hui Jia de Yohua. 
She played the lead character Lin Pinru, who, after finding out her husband has been having an affair with her best friend Ai Li, makes a beautiful transformation to stun everyone and take revenge on her husband and Ai Li. That drama is a subject of so many memes, and people just you know love that drama. So for her to be on this show, everyone's like, "Ooh, this will be interesting." Chu Cha-hyun is one of the most famous South Korean actresses active actually in China today, having acted in several Chinese dramas and marrying a Chinese guy in 2017. The Chinese government has had pretty strict crackdowns on foreigners acting and performing in China in recent years, but this season, and especially with Chu Cha-hyun, she has shown or has is probably a reflection of some loosening of those policies. Anyways, everyone knows her as Pin Ru from Home Temptation. Her singing and dancing skills are non-existent as well, so she's firmly in the acting camp. I was reading her Wikipedia, and it says that she's from Daegu, Karen, in South Korea, which is quite oh, cool. That's fun. Yes. Karen and I were just there for a friend's wedding. It's a charming little city, so quite a cool little connection. Well, speaking of home temptation, the show organizers went full ham and also invited the other woman from the show, Ai Li, who was portrayed by Rain Li or Li Caihua. The 40-year-old singer and actress hails from Hong Kong. She had several roles in TVB dramas and then turned to the Chinese market where she had, I think, a bit more success. However, everyone knows her for her role as Ai Li from the same drama. Li Caihua or Rain Li was essentially blacklisted for 10 years for reasons I couldn't figure out why, so we haven't seen much of her, but she looks stunning. The reunion between the two of them, Rain Li as well as Chu Jia Hyun in the first episode of this season was quite heartwarming and surprising. Apparently, Chu Jia Hyun did not know that Rain Li was participating until basically in the car, and she was beside herself when she finally saw Rain Li in person. A funny aside, both of them now speak pretty good Mandarin. When they were filming the drama like over 10 years ago, Rain Lee was speaking Cantonese, Chu Jiahyun was speaking Korean, and the main male lead, Lin Xiaosu, was speaking Mandarin. They each all had to essentially memorize each other's lines and mannerisms to know when to speak because they all couldn't understand each other. <laughs> There's a funny clip servicing right now when they were acting and the main male lead was like, hey, can I just speak my own like dialect now? <laughs> Because none of us can understand each other anyways. And the director was like, no. <laughs> Back to Rain. She is a very, very good singer and also has a dance background. So things are looking pretty good for her. Next up, we have Zhang Jiani. She is one of the guest stars in our current discussing drama, uh, Yanxi Gongrui, or the story of Yanxi Palace. The now 35-year-old actress rose to fame in 2007's drama Yu Jian Yilian Youmeng, or A Dream's Link, as the lead actress Zi Ling, starring against or alongside our empress in the drama Qin Lan. She is known as another Chong Yulong because the drama A Dream's Link is a remake of one of Chong Yao's books and dramas. Chong Yao is the famed Taiwanese writer and screenwriter who had such mega hits as Pearl Princess back in the 1990s. Zhang Jiani unfortunately didn't achieve superstar status, but has decent name recognition due to her affiliation with Qiong Yao. 
We recently saw her on screen uh, alongside Chen Xiao and Li Qin in Miles to Go or Ren Sheng Zhi Lu as Huang Yaping. Zhang Jianyi has a steady stream of work, though she really isn't the A-list star and doesn't get lead roles as much, unfortunately, even though I personally think she is stunning. Zhang Jianyi has recently undergone some marital troubles uh, because her husband allegedly cheated on her. And the thing is, the moment she left her husband or all of this news broke out, she has been killing it on the red carpet and doing all these things on screen or participating in shows like this. She looks absolutely radiant. Again, dude, husband, my child or my child, like, what are you doing? She is beautiful. Why would you cheat on her? Ugh. So those were the seven ladies that we wanted to provide a little bit more context to because we personally have a lot more to say about them. We'll introduce the rest of the ladies with a brief intro. Some we do know a little bit more and others, unfortunately, we do not. So but we did want to give all of them some airtime so that when you are watching the show as well, you can follow along. So I'm going to go actually starting from the oldest to the youngest with who we have left. First is Xu Ying, the 52-year-old model, actress, director, and singer. She is the oldest jie, jie or sister, but definitely looks amazing. She really, really knows how to strut on the runway and has the singing chops as well. Next up is Sun Yue the 50-year-old singer and dancer who became quite famous from all of her appearances at the Chinese New Year Spring Gala. Nowadays, people all throughout the country in China dance to her songs as millions of men and women dance in squares and perform Guangchangwu, which literally translates to square dancing. Her music has a fun beat. Definitely not for me. <laughs> Next, we have Gong Lina, the 47-year-old singer. People joke that we have like a national caliber singer coming down to the masses just to have fun. Gong Lina has won numerous awards and specializes in traditional music. Definitely something my mom enjoys. The joke is that for Gong Lina, her mom watched previous seasons and was like, I like it. So that's why Gong Lina joined this season. Everybody online is also like, don't give her suggestions online because she will see them and actually sing them on stage. <laughs> All right. Next up is Xu Huayu, the 45 year old ex-Taiwanese pop star who was popular even before Ella from SHE. She was unfortunately blacklisted after refusing to sleep with directors and her career never really took off after that blacklist. To those hoping that she would revive her career like Cindy Wong did, probably will be a little bit disappointed based on her showing in the first group performance. Chen Yihan, the 40-year-old Taiwanese actress, is one who starred in several Chinese and Taiwanese dramas uh, back in the day, including Black and White with Vic Zhou. We have Huang Liling, uh, who is 39, also known as Alin. She is a Taiwanese singer who most are probably familiar with uh, because she sang the title song Tian Ruo Yu Qing from The Legend of Wei Yang or Jin Xiao Wei Yang starring 
啊，唐嫣 and 罗晋。朱朱 is a 38-year-old singer and actress who's mainly had a career abroad, but she has definitely turned、uh, heads with her sultry looks and her beautiful physique. Lu Jinshan is a 37-year-old singer, actress, and model. She really made her mark starring in Wolf Warrior Two or Zhenlong Two, one of the highest-grossing movies of all time in China. She is married to former K-pop star Han Gong and has a six-month-old at home. Apparently, she brought her child to this show, and I'm like, wow, dang, that's dedication. Next, we have Xie Xin, the 37-year-old professional dancer who specializes in ballet and modern dance. She's definitely the best dancer or a pure dancer of the group, but we'll see if she can also rise to the occasion for the singing portions as well. Next, we have Liu Xijun, the 35-year-old singer who made it to fifth place in a reality singing competition called Supergirl back in 2009. My favorite song of hers actually comes from the soundtrack to the drama Du Gu Tian Xia or The Legend of Du Gu. I highly recommend that show, if only for like the first half of it. All right, number eighteen, we have Liu Ya Se, the thirty-four-year-old actress and singer. She recently won Best Actress at the Hong Kong Film Awards, so that's quite an accomplishment. Next, we have Kazilina. She is a 33-year-old Russian singer who has lived in China for several years. She currently resides in Chengdu and has learned quite a bit of the dialect of Sichuanhua or Sichuan dialect while living there. It's really funny because in the introduction,、um, some of the other ladies weren't sure how to talk to Kazalina or Kelly because they didn't know how well her Chinese was. And then when she starts speaking Mandarin, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> Next, we have Chen Bing, a 33-year-old singer and actress. I honestly don't know too much about her. Following that, we have Tang Bohu Annie. She's 31 and one of my new favorite、uh, singers to have on repeat since the pandemic. She's actually Canadian and Caucasian, and I haven't done a ton of research on her, but her songs incorporate many traditional Chinese components.、Um, she's able to sing like faux Peking opera style、uh, voice that is actually beautiful. If you need any recommendations on her songs, let me know. I have a ton of her songs right now that I listen to on、uh, repeat nonstop. And if it wasn't obvious, she is actually fluent in Mandarin. So I really appreciate how you know we're chatting about this、uh, in English and Mandarin, and we have all of these international stars also learning Mandarin because they just love the culture and the language. After that, we have Zhao Lina, a 31-year-old soccer player and the tallest lady of this group. She helped the Chinese women's national team win the Asia Cup in 2022, and she only recently announced her retirement from the team. This will be really interesting to see how she does from a singing and dancing perspective, though we know for sure she has the athletic components down pat. 
In terms of one of the biggest uh, or earliest surprise hits so far has to go to Meilia. She's 31 and her uh, Japanese English name, how I'm pronouncing it, is Mai Mizuhashi. She is also known uh, as her for her stage name, Maria, and she hails from Japan. She's been the subject of a lot of attention and popularity after the first few episodes. I don't really know her, but apparently people are, have been impressed by her onstage presence as well. Next up, we have Liu Yiyun or Amber from F of X. The 30-year-old LA native had a thriving career as part of the second generation girl group F of X. Karen and I thoroughly enjoyed their music. And Amber is kind of like the translator of the group or this group of ladies because she knows English. She knows Chinese. She knows enough Japanese and Korean to help everybody out. Amber is absolutely a treat on the show because of her girl group background, and she can really bring out an excellent performance, which we saw also in the first group performance. It's kind of in this situation where I'm like, hey, Amber, and then Ella, I feel like you guys are kind of like cheating here because you guys had all this experience, but it is such a joy to see them on stage. Next up, we have Wu Tian, the 30-year-old actress who has had some starring roles in dramas such as Fighter of Destiny and Skate into Love. However, people have mainly been rejoicing her recent divorce from actor Zhang Yujian. She and fellow recent divorcee Zhang Jiani now have a CP called The Recently Divorced Couple because everyone's like, these ladies all seem much better after their divorces. Next up, we have Wang Xiaomin, who is a 30-year-old singer and actress. Wang Jiayu, another actress. Wu Yo, another actress as well. And then we have Xu Jingyun, a 30-year-old Hong Kong actress and singer. And Zheng Keni, a 29-year-old actress and singer as well. Rounding out the last three are Chi Pu, who is a 29-year-old Vietnamese singer and actress, who apparently is quite famous in Vietnam. <laughs> What's been funny is her fans and haters all went like ham and trending after the first performance to give her quite a lot of buzz. And what folks are saying is um, in China, there's quite a bit of censorship. So apparently what her fans and haters did is they all kind of like made Weibo uh, logins so that they can post about her performance <laughs> of um, Sister Who Makes Wave. So that's quite a bit of dedication. Next, we have Li Shaminzi, who is a host, singer, and actress for Hunan Television. So she's kind of like a younger Sienna. And lastly, we have Gina Alice, who is a concert pianist hailing from Germany. She's half German and half Korean, and she is married to the famous pianist Lang Lang. They, as a couple, kind of have like mixed reviews, but it is no doubt that she has a lot of talent as a pianist. All right, that was a lot, but those are our 33 ladies. Who are you excited to see this season? Let us close out today's episode by saying again that these ladies all look 
damn fantastic. Many of them have had children and they look still so stunning. Side tangent, and we can go on about this, but these ladies look way better than the Brothers reality TV show uh, equivalent or Pijing Chanti, the Guga. Those guys just look so meh compared to these ladies. That can be more of a commentary on societal standards for women versus men, which we can go into separately about, but it does seem that these sister competitions are a much more pleasant watch because, oh, they are just so beautiful on screen. That is it for today's podcast episode. We will certainly be following this show on the side. Even though we love Dazzing Win, I don't really see her making it to the end. Same thing with Tsai Shaofen. So we're just going to hear, we're going to be here watching them for the reality TV entertainment component, not necessarily the performance component. But for the other ladies, we are excited to be wowed uh, on screen. Thank you all so much for listening and we will catch you in the next podcast episode.